You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Revenge, Season 1, Episode 8. And here's uh, here's the tricky... Oh, it's called Treachery. Uh, here's the tricky part. Uh, for those of you listening... Where uh, it's it's March twenty first, right? Twenty second, twenty first, twenty first, twenty first, and uh, well, I thought it was midnight, so you know, it's eleven twenty five. But anyway, so so what's weird <laughs> is that we're going back in time. We've are you know we're technically a lot of episode. We're at up to I believe episode seventeen already, and so we're going back in time to recap old episodes. So it's kind of weird, right? But the good news is we, we've, we've gotten a lot of good response from you guys as fans saying, like, you know, uh, during this hiatus stretch, this gets you through it. So we appreciate that, right, guys? Absolutely. And uh, before we go even any further, allow me to introduce myself, Phil Svitek, along with my co-host for this week. You guys may remember Michelle Macedo. She covered the earlier episodes. And then Anna. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, then we have Anna Koppel, who you will hear in later episodes if you're going in order. Right. That's so true. that's true. So look forward to that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of funky, but uh, we appreciate you guys. And, and uh, uh, I, I definitely have to encourage. I'm, I'm going to join you guys for one second. Revenge is a great show, and as you know, our host, uh, you guys work so hard. You guys learn and study the revenge world more than anybody, and I wanted to encourage our iTunes people. Do us a favor. Hit us up with a comment. Rate our page. Write a review. Write a review. There's you know, been a lot of I, crazy I saw, reviews. It's no longer. It's no longer a favor. Here's what I'm going to call it. See, we give the. We're doing this for free. Now we wouldn't have to do these old episodes. We did, and we're we're doing it uh, because we love doing it. And so, in return, um, since we're not charging you guys, you guys now have to take the 15 seconds it takes and rate and comment on iTunes. No have longer to. a favor. Ronnie, no longer. Um, and that's the thing. Yeah, like, feels getting down I, I feel like we do need to make them do this because we work for you, so you work for us. And we do the research. Let me tell you, I was an Emily Van Camp fan. Like, I watched her on Brothers and Sisters, and when she walked out of that scene, I was like, oh, man, she's going to go to a new show. And lo and behold, it's Revenge, and you guys love it. So there you go. Well, we've got some awesome news about um, Emily Van Camp, which Anna will read. I want later. her on this show. I want her to come into the AfterBuzz studios. That's just my own Yeah, Ronnie I love be great. No, we pers- I she don't was... want her on the show. Like, Why? <laughs> okay, yeah, shut up. Okay. I mean, oh, good one, Will. But, uh... Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. That's a courtesy laugh. But 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 you know, doing an old episode in the future, it kind of uh, it kind of speaks to what this episode was about. You know, uh, th- those uh, people are doomed. Those who don't know the past are doomed to repeat it. Those who know the past are uh, I don't know if it was doomed, but they're um, they're doomed to repeat. They're they're doomed to relive it, which we're reliving it because we like it. Right, we're reliving it by choice. Yeah, so it's awesome. But and we do know the past, and that was a very good quote, right? What did you think of the overall quote? Uh, you know, the one that you just said. Well, that was part of the episode. That's how the episode that, opened yeah, up. Yeah, oh, 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 got it. I always love the quotes. I always think they're profound. Yeah, they she are. has some good voiceover parts. You know, yeah, in the end, in the beginning, and I really like the music supervisor, whatever, whoever he or she is. They they pick some good songs. Now, what you was know. that at the end? Portishead? What was that? Yeah, no, I was trying to figure it out. I don't think it was Portishead, but it kind of sounded like that. Yeah, that trip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was cool. It was, and uh, again, I really love the quote. And obviously, it's it's in speaking about Amanda, 
you know, because now, um, and again, for those of you listening, we're going to call um, the Amanda that comes into our lives Amanda, and we're going to continue to call Emily Van Camp's character Emily for the sake of yeah. Then it gets clarity. way too way too yeah. confusing. That's right. Um, and so obviously she's talking about that, how she's now back in her life and kind of messing up things. Not part of the plan. Not part of the plan. Would you, um, is this, like, when you first guys saw it, obviously this is your second time seeing it, um, you know, wh- what did you think, how, how is Emily going to react to Amanda being back? I think that anytime there's a wrench thrown into Emily's plan, she uh, is not thrilled. Um, so this seems to be a really big deal. I'm also very confused on Amanda's behavior um, even watching it a second time, uh, she se- she's all over the place, you know. Uh, at first, she seems so, like, desperate to be back together with Emily. And um, and then she gets sort of entitled, and then she gets sort of angry. And Yeah, I, I think I was confused, too. And also, I was thinking about, like, during it and watching it again, uh, you know, their past and stuff together. And then at the end of this episode, for the first time, I was like... Maybe she has she has some like weird like in love like slash admiration thing for Emily or something. I mean, obviously we know that she's she's really loyal and desperate. Right. So, but I don't know. I don't. I well, don't really get why she doesn't want to go. What, what I've, well, because uh, she's obviously found an attachment to Jack, and um, which we'll talk about more at, at length later. But. Um, I think the difference between the two is obviously they both have a troubled youth. Emily, I think, is a soci- uh, is a psychopath, um, whereas um, Amanda is a sociopath. And a sociopath doesn't really have a plan. Um, they're not very. F- they're always looking for someone to to be friends with, and then when they to find attach some- to and ruin, and, and that's what well, not ruin, but they attach to someone. They don't mean to ruin them. They truly and genuinely love them, but most oftentimes they do ruin. Well, yeah, that's I thought sociopaths like did not have that sort of connection. Like they don't have they don't have a connection to most people, but they they but they make um, one connection with very few people. And in this case, you know, she's made that connection with Emily and now Jack. Okay. Um, I also think that you know they were in this uh, maximum security juvenile detention center together. Anytime you go through something that traumatic uh, you're going to have a bond with that person if you yeah. stay in touch so um, that's a really big deal and they they're bonded for life um, I think Amanda says you're like a sister to me um, yeah. but again it's that- I mean what's weird as we know it's under false pretenses this is the feeling that Amanda has whereas um, you know when, when Emily is speaking with the warden she says you know yeah, that's um, what I was wondering about uh, what were you wondering? Go ahead. I was wondering about what exactly the warden was saying. I know that she was... I know that from the warden's point of view, it's like, you just want everyone to get along and just, like, be nice. And she's trying to get Emily to not be so aggressive with, with Amanda. Mm-hmm. But then also she was hinting at the fact that... I mean, I just wonder if the warden knows about that her dad is innocent. No, no, we know this. Well, because you know the warden in the last episode helped Emily out. Yeah, right. right. But but is it just because of Emily, or do you think she knows? Um, I I don't know that f- the full extent of how much she may or may not know. I mean, it seems like she knows. As we kind of grow to find um, out, you know, Emily, there's people in Emily's life who who are helping her who know the secret. And so she just happens to be one of those people. And, and, and she, she lays, didn't know about her dad, her dad's innocence until she got out, right? And then came back to pick Amanda up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think, and, and two, I think the, the warden pretty much laid out Amanda's whole revenge plan. There's better ways of confronting your enemies, um, turn them into your friends, and, and, or basically use them use for them, you. Yeah. And unfortunately, poor Amanda is just the pawn um, in Amanda's scheme and, and Emily that's it yeah <laughs> it, it even gets confusing when we try to not make it yeah right. um but I mean it just it, in terms of the relationship uh if, uh if through the flashbacks and things like that like um is there any chance that Emily does have a bond towards Amanda I don't think that Emily has a bond towards anybody I I 
And again, I would describe her as sociopathic. You wouldn't. Um, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Fair enough. But um, no, I don't think she has a bond towards her. Um, I don't. I, like, it's kind of unbelievable to me to see like how she is just so able to use people. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it seems really disconnected and and weird. You know, like I feel like most people, I mean, most people wouldn't devise this whole plan. Right. But with most people, I would think that maybe she would like actually fall in love with, you know, Daniel or she would, you know, just kind of like forget the whole thing because she knows these people now. And like, how could she do this? And but even like her pretty much longest term friend. Right. Even her, she she seems to have no guilt about it. Like she, you could see her turn all moody and stuff when she has to deal with her. You could see her be like, "You're right," you know, right. because she's like, "Okay, I just have to deal with her. I just have to deal with her." Yeah. Rather when it's kind of sad because like Amanda's like so. And then she ships her off to Paris at the end. Yeah, or tries to. Tries to. Tries to. And that doesn't work out. No. Then she ends up just creepily staring at her from outside her that window. Was so creepy. And did you see, like, her hand? I just noticed this for the first time. She was just, like, rubbing the porch. It was really weird. Yeah, what was that? I know. That's why I was like, oh, okay. So she's, like, obviously, she's maybe she's, like, again, I mean, that's why I call her sociopath. Like, jealous. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't have a plan. She doesn't know anything. And, and you know, she's nerd In the world that she's been in, uh, Emily's now the only solid thing that she's had. You know, as she states, I've never even been out of the state. Right. And so that's yeah, a daunting that's thing. And, you know, um, and and um, Amanda asked Emily, like, will you come with me? And when it's no, then, you know, th- I think that, that, that salt solidified the whole um, idea in Amanda that I can't leave, not without her. And especially now I've also got Jack. And so now I'm kind of formulating my uh, a, a group of friends for the first time. Right. But so then that's not really being loyal to... Emily. Well, she doesn't know what loyalty is. I don't think she's so. codependent. I would say and scared. Yeah, and really scared. And if I had never left the state, I'd be freaked out to just go to Paris yeah. or you know a different country. By the way, can we turn down the screening room? There's no other yeah, shows going on I, here I, later I tonight. About, I was about to say. Why do we have to blast it during our revenge after show? Is it to punish me? Yeah, exactly. we got the screen. What are we watching over there? It's all, it's all about you. Um, anyway, I just uh, wanted to hear your voice enunciated. You know, you guys are so powerful. That's all. I know. You know. <laughs> well, uh, let's move on to another past, Lydia, and now <laughs> back at the at the Graysons. Okay, here's a question: Why would um, Victoria want Lydia in her home, and then remind Lydia of the past? Like, I could understand wanting her there to sort of guide her memories um, in favor of mm-hmm. whatever works out for the Graysons. But then she's like, "Oh, so you remember telling me about Conrad? Remember the speech you wrote?" Which sort of reminds her that um, that she's has this anger towards Victoria. And doesn't that seem sort of... I feel can't... like that's like kind of... Because I was wondering why she would bring that up too. And I feel like either she wants to be seemingly like she's, like she's willing to tell her whatever, even if it's like unpleasant, just in case, just in case she, Lydia is thinking that she's just going to stay quiet about it. And maybe like, or, or Lydia like doesn't remember. Maybe she's, I don't know, just, or just trying to be like, um, I'm actually really mad at you, so don't get too comfortable. Well, I, I think it serves two things. A, it it forces guilt upon Lydia, um, especially especially if she doesn't know. Then it's like, oh my god, I was going to do what? And uh, two, if if Lydia does in fact know this information um, and is just not revealing it, it shows that uh, Victoria has the upper hand. Basically, yeah. it, it's kind of the notion of like you know, if you tell a thief like, hey. You know what? I know if you're I, I'm I'm really good at spotting thieves, and so don't even try to steal from me because I'll know. And it's like then the thief goes, "Oh, okay, I can't steal from him." Whereas if you don't state that, then they're going to steal from you. You know? Does that make sense? I guess. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and the last um, song was by a band called Wind- Widow Speak, and oh, the nice. song's called Limbs. 
There you go. Thank you for being that. Hey, uh, Revenge After Showers. I was just going to tell you, um, to encourage everybody, because you guys are going and and talking about this great show, we do keep it available for you guys to give us a call, 424-256-1729, That way, if you want to uh, be a part of our conversation, obviously, as Phil said earlier, we love it when you write comments on our iTunes page and rate us, but also phone calls are good, too. Ronnie, you just keep the phone line open for Dorinda. We're expecting Dorinda to call in, all right? That's that's the... I want Dorinda. All right? Keep that open for her. <laughs> we got it. We got, we'll, we'll keep it open for everyone. She's got the bat line. She's fine. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, we... Um, never mind. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a lot to get through, so... Okay. I'm trying to keep it moving. Um, so, I think the... Um, the memory of the photo of Emily is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, she doesn't remember Emily. She doesn't remember that she bought the summer home. But somehow she remembers from Her New Year's fate. Eve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, she she's in a picture of mine. A party in 2003. Right. Like, uh, come on, you know? Yeah, that's a little weird. And in the background, Silly. in a server, you know, right, at yeah. a New Year's party or something. I just... Yeah, it's silly. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's why it doesn't bug me uh, is because it's a foil to Emily's plans. You know what I mean? So anytime, anytime you have a villain, you want them to be, a, be lucky, whereas you don't want your main character to be lucky, and especially not at the end of uh, a movie or TV show. You know what I mean? Because they've got to you know, use their wits or whatever they may have um, to overcome um, the antagonist. And so, you know, I don't mind that she's lucky and she figures that out because it just, again, foils kind of Emily's plans. And then she's got to get the Photoshop thing. Um, and, you know, it, does it foil Emily's plans too much? No. But it further um, keeps isolating her and Nolan, you know, where she's like, Nolan, I need this in an hour. Right. You know, and, and again, she's and he's starting to get the idea that, yeah, she's just kind of using me and not keeping me in the loop. Um. You bring up an interesting point. Who do you think the antagonist is of the show? I think it's um, I think it's Conrad and Victoria. I think that's the. I would say it's Victoria. I would probably say. Yeah. I think, and ultimately, it's I, I. I used to say the season finale, or you know, the TV series finale was Emily versus Victoria, but I think um, as as it may continue, um, Victoria. She, you know, she's just a, kind of a pawn in this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's capable of doing evil, evil things, but Conrad's ruthless about it. Yeah, know? Conrad is clearly the one that puts Victoria in these situations, and then kind of—I mean, the whole thing went that happened with David Clark, right—and kind of just like pushes her to do it. She didn't want to lie about it, and she even like felt bad. But he just doesn't seem to feel guilty at all. No. Right. Who well, do you think is the antagonist? I don't think there is one. Mm. I I mean they're all just such horrible people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they are. Um, and I you know I think the idea is you want to be rooting for Emily, but I, she's awful. You know she does horrible. Yeah, but things but, but at the end of the day, people. she's our she's the center of our universe, and so like <laughs> as awful as she is, we're like yeah whatever. Yeah no I know, but I mean I don't know from just like a logical point of view. There's oh there's there, no logical. Yeah, if you yeah, actually you have to apply logic, you it, have to. Well, here, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, uh, you, you know, um, no matter what, uh, evil is an otherwise good quality taken to the extreme, right? You mean you mean? Uh, it, here's what I mean. Intentions pave the pathway to hell. Here's what I mean, right? Uh, I'm going to take a lot of sh- shit for this. I'm going to oh, say God. shit. Oh, no, God. but because all right, Nazism, <laughs> right, and all, and what Hitler did, right? At the end of the day, what was it? It was patriotism. But taken to the obviously extreme of that and what that well, meant. Well, is the twist to it, I think it was, that was, was poor Emily, example. Emily, Emily wants to prevent someone, and she's taken it to, you know, eventually, yeah, she's already That's taken to a so huge filled. extreme. Instead of Nazism, like, it's exactly, it's, it's a good intention, or she believes that it's, like, a righteous thing and that she has a right to do that, and, and it's taken to the extreme, and it's at the expense of everybody else. And, that, and that's the uh, that's the point, you know. We all have what we call the the center, uh, the center of goodness, right? We we believe what what we do is right, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, yeah, and other people view it as evil. Why? Because they're viewing it from a different perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good intentions pave the pathway to hell. We're just nihilistic. Thank you, Nietzsche. 
for that lesson. <laughs> uh, but, but I think ultimately, you know, to kind of answer your question a little bit further, um, I think Dan's going to be the one to suffer the most out of all of this. Yeah. Just by design. He's the most gullible. He certainly is. Yeah. He's like a little puppy or something. Yeah. He just believes every everything, even uh, uh, what's his oh, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, he lets pretty much anyone into his life. He's just way too trusting. Yeah, he's like a Labrador. He's, yeah, he yeah. is. And we see that tonight multiple times. I mean, um, you know, when when he confronts Victoria, uh, obviously a, a big scene. He accuses her, and then you know uh, we've seen him even do that before. Where, well, first off, the whole rebellion thing of him working at the stowaway, and now having gone back on that with his dad saying, you know what, I messed up. I was just trying to be rebellious, but let me help out. You know, so he's always flip flopping. Right. Um, he hasn't found his. I don't know. He's looking for something. Well, he's trying to find his independence. And since he's never had it, and I don't think he ever will, um, because it means straying from the Graysons. Um, And so I think he just doesn't know what he wants. I don't think he knows who he is. Yeah. Because he's just like glomming right on to Emily, too. That's not really independence. Yeah. Yeah. Moves out of his mom's house into his girlfriend's house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but he's going to stay there for a while. Um, but, I, you know, in speaking about the Graysons, I, I like his line of saying, you know, um, being o- over there is just a poison. It is, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it really is. And, and you know, and it, it's quite unfortunate because Dan, he is very gullible. And he at the end of the day, he could be a very nice kid. But for however old he is, 22, 23, he's been poisoned for that many years by the Graysons. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so um, is redemption possible for him? Redemption to whom? For Danny. But to, like, to for, in Emily's himself. eyes. In Emily's eyes. Oh. Well, she's taken it this far. Well, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They, uh, they killed her father. Why not? Yeah, destroy not? their yeah. son. Yeah. That's the whole point, and and I feel like she wouldn't go into it if she didn't think she could, like, really get to know a person. I mean, I think her plan was, I mean, I won't say it since it hasn't happened, but to what happens in, like, the last episode that's happened, her plan is to get in a relationship with him and to be close to him because... Well, we know that from the pilot, Well, right? because we flash back. Oh, yeah. So it's not given So she wants to take down that infrastructure... Because she knows that he's like so gullible, that's that's wrong. That mm-hmm. is so wrong because he didn't do anything. Right, he had nothing to do with it. And, so. and, but I'm sure her thinking is like she had nothing to do with whatever, and neither did her dad. So like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. At the end of the day, I think she'll just keep. Well, what, what role does Char- uh, I, you know, um, Charlotte's obviously her storyline has been building with Declan. Um, I hate Declan. I hate Declan too. Okay, I, why do you hate Declan? Uh, he first of all, like, is what accent is he trying to do? I know the, he's the, doing some weird so talking thing. Irritating, and it's so inconsistent. It's like that. I'm trying to be like I don't know. Like it's like this is the I don't know. I don't get here's it. Here's what I think. It's annoying. You guys, let me know if you guys disagree. But here's what I think it is. I don't. I don't know if it's an accent necessarily as much as it is him trying to play off being this tough kid, and he's right. obviously trying to go up against Jack. Like, stop acting like you're a man, because ultimately, those that do only eventually show how innocent they really are and, and unknowing. Right. And that, I think that's what it is. Do you guys... What? No, I totally agree. He's always trying to be a tough guy. Um, also, in real life, Charlotte would never date him. Like, Yeah. He's not... I but mean, it's love. No, no, no. But it's but he's not. he's not like Jack, like Jack is hot. Right, exactly. He's not hot. And if she was just doing like a rebellious thing, like then he would be an actual bad boy, not like yeah, like this total pansy. Like oh, let's just sit here and talk. Like no, stow away. Here's where I work. Yeah, yeah. Like he'd have to, he'd have to be a badass. Yeah, a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I or at least attractive. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And not talk like that. I mean, he's like, what are you confused. Doing? He, again, he's, he's trying to be a man when he really isn't, and that's my problem with him as a character. He's just not a man yet. Yeah, like not even close. You don't because, like little boys. No, I don't, well, again, like, okay, so so you're going to give your brother advice, and then you're going to ask for the night off so you can spend the time with your girlfriend. Like, 
come right. on, you know, like your, your brother's doing everything for you. Yeah, that's, that's what, true. You want to talk about like uh, being an adult? That's what you do as an adult. You take on that responsibility, whether whether you're a mother, uh, like feeding eight kids or whatever. Like that's what you do. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's one of the main things is that he is still like the kid, obviously, and and Jack has taken on the father role, and Jack is really hot. What? Thank you. Huh? But uh, so going back to the original, what role, what role does Charlotte have to play in this? Because we've obviously been building her up. Well, um, she's definitely a daddy's girl. Yeah, seriously, and she's a Grayson. Of course, you can be strong, You're a Grayson. <laughs> well, uh, and obviously she's uh, she's sort of um, she's she's going to be. I think in terms of the Grayson divorce, she's going to be used as a pawn. You know, between the two. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, she hates Victoria. Hates her. Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, obviously for the reason that uh, basically she said Charlotte should have never been born. Right. But other than that, she's but, a nice, you know. You know, they're equally as well, bad. She's like a, a daddy's girl and, and, and Daniel is like a mama's boy. So, But, yeah. but for what reason is she a mom? For what reason is she a daddy's girl? Well, That's what psychologically I know it could be argued that they're jealous that they're not the number that, you know. Psychologically speaking, and ter- like the edible complex and stuff, that mm-hmm. could be something. Um, but so also, I don't know what you mean. Well, like some Freudian shit that I don't. Oh, I haven't heard. Okay. I don't know. Well, it's do you know? Yeah. The edi- yeah. Well, well I know the edible complex, but how does it? I, I, but for her, it, it would be an electric complex. Yeah, for her, it would be an electric complex. Yeah. So Which basically, means she wants. It, what does that mean? That means that uh, she's jealous of any other woman taking attention away from her the top dog being the dad yeah being number one in in like dad's eyes okay and that and daniel is wants to be number one in in mom's eyes so they're always like siding and protecting the other one Mm. but but it seems like i I think that they just like baby the opposite one you know like the dad i guess like babies her and Mm -hmm. and is really really nice to her i guess but i i don't really no, uh, he's really harsh on Daniel and vice versa. So I guess they just side with the parent who babies in the most. Well, Victoria's still at an age where I, I would say most girls go through a phase of not getting along with their moms. And it's anywhere between middle school and high school. Yeah. Um, so she's still at that age. Um, I think I think that Daniel is really disappointed and embarrassed um, Conrad. So that's probably why he... Um, is so hard on Daniel and you know and he's doing this rebellious thing like I'm gonna work at the stowaway whatever um and he sees Charlotte as just being his you know perfect little girl yeah so innocent little does he know you know who's also a baby Ashley oh Uh. yeah she sucks no, well, because I thought he, she was cool, like at the beginning of the show. But. I thought she was cool too, and then all these remarks about, oh, well, I guess he wouldn't know about that life. Like, what do you think? Like, you go like in, in less than a summer, you go from being basically an intern to to a billionaire. Also, weren't right. they? Weren't they like friends? Like, yeah, I thought they were friends. I don't they were. get it. Did but they didn't just become friends through Victoria, right? Because they were I friends before. I want to know before. that. Do, do we, we still haven't found out their relationship beforehand yeah because all of a sudden she has no loyalty to emily like the minute tyler starts saying something out of bitterness and craziness like all of a sudden she doesn't say anything or stand up for her at all everybody's the worst like yeah everybody's all of them no i I don't think i mean i i'm I'm, i hate people like that who you know oh um to in their eyes we're disposable no you're not disposable but like what what did you think was gonna like Okay, yeah. you're the intern. Like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go get Lydia's stuff and like, yeah, and like, yeah. That's I mean, and they're crazy. It's like it's fast paced. Like, I'm job. sorry that you slept over, Ashley, and you're in your <laughs> nightgown from the night before, right? And it's time to work, right? Yeah, I know, and she's all pissed about it. Whose fault? Like, come on, right? Yeah, and it's like, what are you gonna do? Victoria's like pretty uh, harsh, or not harsh, but like blunt with her but and everybody yeah and everybody else yeah so but again that's that's like blaming your boss for like okay so you drank last night and you're hungover at work and that's your boss's fault yeah i think it may have been a little bit confusing because victoria did invite her to the anniversary dinner so maybe she thought she was being let in um, yeah like invited right into like their social group and and again it was a nice reward 
But that doesn't mean like that. That doesn't mean the next day you're not back at work. Like, what, what do you have? Like, you're not the vice president of that. Well, like, I think right, she no. sees that like Daniel and Emily, who are her age too, I guess, and and they and they get to like do whatever they want, I guess. And so yeah, well, because Daniel, well, Daniel's jealous. the son, and then Emily just happens well, to have yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, which she's just jealous. Like she's jealous. She right. wants it for herself. Yeah, well, I right. hate. And then obviously Tyler, we know his intentions is to bring down the whole damn company. And he'll use every pawn he has. I know, he's so crazy. <laughs> Which I love, I, you know, having seen it the second time, I love when uh, Daniel comes in to talk with Conrad. So I was like, all right, I'll leave. And I'm like, yep, but I'll stay right here. And then I counted the steps until he, like, stopped yeah, right AKA, outside the door. I'll just listen right outside the door. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I really wish, in terms of if we're going to nitpick anything, I really wish, as, as the phone rang, they would have been like, wait, How'd you get here so quick? Yeah, right. I know. He just like ran and he's like, no, I'll get it. Okay. I'm just already walking in. Like, okay. You can hear footsteps, you know, especially in, I'm, I'm thinking, I guess, but they're both like trusting. They both think that he's honest or whatever, that he is going to. Well, Dan at this point doesn't, but Conrad does. Yeah, but how did they not pick up on that? He's yeah, that's awful. what I wonder. Um. And again, again with the door. Why do they not close the door to have this conversation? I know that's true. Yeah. Why wouldn't you close it? They just leave. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what, was it that big a conversation? No. So in the, I think in Conrad's eyes, you know, he's the one who who should have closed it, but he didn't simply because, you know, if you really think about it, it wasn't that serious a conversation. You know, like I want to, I'm sorry, Dad. I want to be back, like back into the family business. And worst case scenario is okay. So someone hears it. Well, 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 it's not I, someone, you know. Oh yeah, it's well, Tyler. That's the problem. That's it's Tyler. the person yeah. that would that would spark ignite yeah. his. Had anger. it been a maid over at the Grayson Manor, uh, well, it no one would care. Good. I'd been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, oh, they're just having that moment again. <laughs> well, nice, uh, whatever maid accent that was. That was my maid accent. <laughs> whatever that voice was, and where it came from. But yeah. Uh, anything else that you guys want to talk about the Grayson specifically before we uh, sort of move on to Nolan and his plights this episode? I like the bodyguard. Big Ed. Big Ed. Well, he's part of Nolan's discussion. Yeah. Anything else about the Graysons? No, that's I don't think so. All right. Well, we love Big Ed. Anna, you got? Do you love Big Ed? We all like Big Ed. Why? Yeah. Who wouldn't love Big Ed? He needs more <laughs> lines. He's just awesome. Yeah. yeah, he needs more lines. And I love how you know. Uh, Maybe he, he's not sag. What's that? Maybe he's not SAG. All he needs is like two lines. We should write a letter. Oh, he totally is SAG because he said, uh, hey, isn't this your guy? Or whatever about Frank. He shows Nolan the picture. And he also asked for ID from Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, first off, for the the viewers who don't know what the hell you're talking about, explain what the hell you're talking about. Not in terms of the scenes, but in terms of like lines and sag. Okay, well, it's not really that important, but it's a Screen Actors Guild, and if to gain like union status, you have to say a certain amount of... Really, it's a long explanation, so look it up at sag slash So you have to have a certain amount of lines in that... In order to become a union actor. You have to have a certain amount of lines in a union project. Okay. And obviously, Revenge is a union project. Yes. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now we're not all confused. All right. Uh, um, but yeah, Big Ed, I love him. And I love how he's so, Ed Nolan is so trusting with him to bring him over to Emily's when he's uh, interrogating her. Yeah. Why, that's what I'm wondering. If he knows about, like, Frank, then he knows that he broke into that apartment and stuff. So how, how, how does he know to trust him? I'm going to let Anna answer. I, I have no... It's Anna, but that's okay. Sorry, I got I messed it up then. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't... I don't know how he knows to trust him. Because he just hired him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, he didn't seem to be there before, right? Yeah, it was, it was after um, you know, his life was threatened that, that he hired him. By who? Nolan's life was... Yeah, by what happened? It just happened. I'm not gonna. For those of you who saw the episodes, you know what happened. Well, I did see them. You just refresh me. All right. Well, his life got threatened. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of longer explanation. All right. But just okay. Whatever. We can just tell me just just say a name to like remind me. I think it was Tyler. Tyler. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I'm confused on a lot of Nolan's behavior. Um. 
leaving the the wallet and cell phone on Emily's porch like that was yeah well that's a sign to, to her that like you know what I did it but I'm not gonna take your shit yeah like I I'm Ooh. not gonna have the evidence on me but still like the porch the and and then they said and then Daniel was like oh I, I found these detectives they were waiting on the porch for you I was like oh my god they totally would have found it if it wasn't for Daniel so Daniel has like saved her in a lot of situations. Yes, that's actually a very good point. That is, um, and I think you know, I think um, Nolan just Nolan wants to commit to what Emily's doing, but he just doesn't have enough information because she's not willing to share. And that's what makes me angry. Like you know, you have this great, you don't unlike with Amanda, you can let this guy in on what's going on because he will help you. Amanda, you know, she's psychotic. You don't want to let her into this world. Right. Because she'll bring it down. But I don't know that Nolan would want to get involved on the level that yeah. Emily's involved. I think Nolan has the a soul. morality level, right. yeah. Yeah, but I think the problem is give him, a tr- give him that choice. You don't know. Give him that choice. Well, then you- the danger is that he might back out. But maybe right. if she keeps him at a far enough distance, that way, even seemingly, she's like trying to protect him. And also, she that makes him want it more. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think it's uh, time for a phone call. If you guys are uh, down is it, for... Is that Dorinda? We have got a revenge surprise. How about that? All right. All right. Hello, caller. Hello, this is Kaylina. Hello, hello. I called... Last in the previous uh, recap. Yes, yes, last week it was. And she tweets us, too, so we really appreciate that. How are you? Yeah, you thank th- you. Did you call Very in last good. week for Nolan as well, I believe? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, what? go ahead. I said th- last week you called in at, at about the Nolan uh, discussion we were having, right? Yes, I do like talking about Nolan, but I could talk about other characters as well. I... <laughs> well, By the time you guys put me through, you were done with Nolan last week. You'd kind of moved past him. This time, it looks like I got in in the middle. You did. You, you did. did. What do you want to say about Nolan? Can I uh, clarify? Sorry, there's an echo on my phone. I hope you guys can hear me okay. Yeah, we, we, we can, can hear, hear you fine. fine. Yeah. Do, you have, uh, do you have the player? Uh, do, do you have our show going? And is that playing in the it's, back? All the way turned down, it's an echo on my phone. Okay. Well, we can hear you fine here. Okay, I'll just try to speak slowly and ignore the echo. Okay. Um, may I clarify why he hired Big Ed? Go ahead. I do remember him saying you would hire a security guard, too, if you had had Frank almost blow out your kneecaps or That's something a, like that. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, it was Frank then. Yeah, I said Tyler. Oh, yeah, there Frank. we go. Frank. There we go. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that thank clarification. You. You're welcome. I was also wondering if I could just backtrack real quickly, but we can go back to Nolan about the quote in the beginning. Uh, those are an old saying about those who cannot remember the past being condemned to repeat it, but those of us who refuse to forget the past are condemned to relive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. That's that's the exact quote, yeah. Yeah, I actually copied it down because <laughs> sometimes I'm surrounded by people sometimes who want to try to i remember things pretty well and they try to do something again i'll tell them no we tried that before and this is what happened then so those of us who refuse to forget the past and are condemned to relive it end up reliving it because people around us want to try the same thing again and we have to go through it again those of us who are long for the ride yes good point yes indeed uh Let's see. Uh, in terms of the Amanda, well, in terms of Amanda and Emily, well, you know, if if they're to relive relive anything, what do you think they'll relive? Do you think they're they're going to go back to fighting? Probably not fighting, but she probably Emily remembers how she's had to deal with Amanda. I noticed in the beginning of this episode when Amanda kind of reacted that Emily would, I'm trying to figure out how to word it, just would back off 
kind of. She would be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're right, thank you for helping me out, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily seems to back off with Amanda. We see those flashbacks of them fighting, but it seems like when Amanda starts to get testy, like, I don't, you forgot I don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah, right. And Emily's like, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have questions for... Um about anything? No? Not you guys are nodding your head? Ah, <laughs> uh, they have no questions for you. Do you have questions for us that you want to ask us? Uh, can't think of any at the moment. Just, uh, think some of it I've forgotten about. Some of the stuff you were talking about, Emily and Amanda, that, uh, relationship, I think we clarified that. I think we did clarify a lot of that. Um, Yes, yes. And then, uh, I mean, we've already touched upon Lydia, Ashley, and the Graysons. Is there anything that um, you wanted to um, just add in that we may have overlooked? Yeah, about Ashley, it was kind of interesting how it's only coming out now what her real agenda is. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be interesting later in the episodes. Again, I'm always trying not to talk out it outside of the particular episode that we're talking about today, but... Yes, yes. Right. And, then, and then it's interesting, you know, uh, that is a good point, because it is, in fact, the first time that we're kind of seeing it, you know? So, um... Yeah, seeing it come out more in this episode, and I think in the the, the future episodes that we've seen already, and we're about to see, we're going to see more of that, um... I kind of see her switching alliances. I was kind of thinking in this episode particularly, or was it the last one, that she was going to kind of start to align herself with Tyler a little bit, kind of maybe join forces with him, sort of. We yeah. didn't, just an inkling of that, but we don't really see that happening. Yeah, and it, what I don't like is that she seems to switch whoever side, you know, can guarantee her a quicker um, advancement. She's an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, uh, thank you so much for calling in. Um, will we will we hear from you next week as well? Actually, yes. I feel like I missed so many of these recap episodes. Um, <laughs> so I would love it if you'd allow me to call in next week, too. Sure. And thank Ro- you for taking my call today. No problem. Ronnie, we're going to keep that number. All right? Ronnie's <laughs> going to keep that number. So when he sees that number, we're going to patch you right through. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. All right. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, rate and comment us, and uh, we appreciate you calling in. Okay, will do. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you, you too. Um, Bye. Hi. <laughs> uh, so uh, do you guys have anything to add about Nolan? Um, we were kind of... No, no. I don't know if we were kind of wrapping up or where we were at with that, but... Um, yeah, I think pretty much. I think we kind of completed our thoughts on that. Let's move on to Jack and Amanda. Yeah, Jack, of course he fell in love at first sight in a red bikini, I would too. Which was, hey, I mean, that was a good shot. No. I'm thinking about the shot. Are you guys thinking about the shot? Uh, Well, now I know that you are. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's the important thing. I'm very comfortable in this room right now with the two of you, I just (laughs) want to say. Okay, good. Yeah. It's not awkward. I'm sure. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Um, do you think there's any significance with her making the Black Dahlia? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that, too. Okay, so the Black Dahlia murders, obviously, okay, it's a murder case and stuff, and she had just murdered someone, and then there's all this, you know, there's blood on her jacket and all that stuff, so I was thinking that, too. Right, and the Black Dahlia, it was a woman who was cut in half, right? Yeah, I don't know. You I guys, think so. you guys know more than me. Yeah, I know that it was cut up. I don't really know a lot of the details, but yeah, cut up in some way. So, or like the mouth, or parts of their body were cut up, or something creepy. So that might be, I don't know, symbolic for mm, like half parts of, of them her, missing. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I interesting. So. I mean, the show's you know uh, the show you know we we don't get too much into the symbolism but it, it really is there you know last week we talked about the um the swing how jack fixed the swing on her porch mm. and that's also a swing of like she's going back and forth between jack and dan you know and that's also that. symbolic of, of like her childhood and he's the only thing 
the only proof that it happened. I yeah. mean, he's the only person that was really there, but she can't even tell him that. Yeah. And so she doesn't ask him, but he fixes it and, anyway. Fixed what do we think? I mean, Jack falling in love. Well, you know, he, he, his eyes say that he's falling in love. I'll just tell you from a guy's perspective. And, uh, you know, is, is it fair? Because she's the rebound chick. He loved Emily. Well, he still does, I think. And obviously Emily is, like, jealous at first. And so maybe she does have, like, a little bit of a soul because she wanted to, because she has, like, a soft spot for him. Well, of Jack. course, because she, lo- she loves Jack. Like, there's no denying that. Yeah. Hmm. She's, no, she can't have him. And so then on top of her bringing Amanda in, like, she was the one, or, I mean, she's the reason that she's there. And then she also starts, Amanda starts dating Jack, which is, like, that's you know, I think part of it is um, to the fact that uh, Jack has no one. You know, he's taken on all this responsibility. And, you know, we kind of touched upon it with Declan basically being a clown. And so this is the first person that is really about Team Jack and helping out Jack, you know. Amanda is? Yes. Yeah. You know, especially when she comes back. And she's loyal and she knows how to make drinks. As of everyone in the Grayson household calls it, she, she knows how to tend a bar. <laughs> it's like so weird. She knows how to tend a bar. Aren't you supposed to be tending bar, Daniel? Freaking, what's his name? From Tyler. Conrad. Tyler. Con- oh, no, oh, yeah. Because Conrad would never refer to it. As tending bar. Or no, uh, just never talk it. about it. Yeah. 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 That's actually a good point. Yeah, he'd probably never bring that up. Um but I think in that moment when she comes back, that solidified it for Jack of like, you know, I'm really falling head over heels for this girl, you know? Right. She looks pretty good. Um, I think, what is it? Does, is it just me or does she have some accent or something? She talks like, you know, she has some weird accent. Well, in real life, she is um, a Russian Jew. So I don't oh, know if that's so what she's you're from Russia? Up on. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably it. There you go. She's playing a Russian Jew. I think I think most of her accent comes from the fact that, she, she, again, she doesn't know exactly what to say. She doesn't know how to fit into this world, and she's trying to find her comfort. And, you know, there's, there's I don't know if there's, like, a stutter or things like that. I don't know. Well, you know, she does a thing the with character. the S says she does, like, the sh thing. Mm-hmm. And she does, like, the Sean Connery thing. <laughs> Nobody else notices that. I, that stuff, like, really just... I mean, well, that's I why really we have you. That's that, why we right. keep you around because right. you notice when we don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean, just <laughs> pay attention to it because it gets more and more prevalent. It's just like the one thing that I'm always wondering about. So that makes sense that she's from Russia or something. Yeah. A Russian Jew. A Russian Jew. Um, why does well, that amuse you so much? No, nah, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else, uh, we, we should probably cut to a commercial soon. And then uh, we have some news and gossip for this week. And then uh, Michelle's also going to talk about The Real Revenge, which is oh, the right. ABC show that's going on right now while Revenge is on hiatus. Uh, well, it just happened like last week once. Okay. It was just one thing. It was just one thing? Yeah. All right. Well, she's seen it, so she'll talk about that. Should we go to a commercial? Let's go to a commercial. All right, Ronnie. Take us to a commercial. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows. From Boardwalk Empire, to American Idol, to Vampire Diaries, to Real Housewives, and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right, we're back. And uh, so, Michelle... Tell us about this revenge, the real revenge. What the is the real this? revenge? Which was this ABC special? It's like this news story, and uh, 
it was it was trying to say how it's TV news. It's not quite news. It's more of well, a report, but hey, why not? It is news. It was on the news. All right, let's bring back like, the news. That's crickets. Oh, okay, got it. All right. Well, then I'll just tell you what it is. Uh, so the, it's this we have fun big here. That's family, what we do. Right? It's this big family from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this big family from Kentucky, and this the the man. Okay, who it's all about. The man's father ran for a political office, and everybody like loved him. Apparently, he was just like everyone loved him. He was like the you know typical like southern like big man on campus type of person in the political world, and he put a lot of pressure on his kid, who is this guy. This is like Ides of March type stuff. And so, no. while he's growing, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. We no, got the yeah. reference. Sorry. Did you see it? All right, continue. Um, well, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so then he tries to run for office. Basically, he's like always in his dad's shadow, and there's always all this pressure to take over and for this office to, to be in the public eye. And they were like really wealthy, and uh, he married this this girl who's really wealthy, whose family owns like a bunch of horses and the Kentucky Derby and like all this stuff. All this like basically. The things that they had in common was that the dad thing, the family being in the public eye, they're really wealthy. And then he basically, his dad got older. And they didn't talk for a while because his dad was an alcoholic and also like slept with a bunch of women. And it turned, I mean, the more you hear about his dad, the more of a sleazy guy he sounds like. Sure. But he totally looked up to him. And also then. He ended up like beating up his mom and beating him up. So he stopped talking to him. And then a few years later, like he was about to die. And then they started talking again. And whatever happened, it was like very public. So then basically it turned out that his dad died. He tried to run for office and he was in charge of the domestic abuse, like part of of some part of the government in Kentucky, but every time he ran for something, like he lost, nobody voted for him. And he wasn't like a great politician or anything. It was just like the name. Right. And his biggest concern was like bringing honor to the name, the last name. And he wanted to, you know, support his dad and all that stuff and like bring the name to the, his vision or whatever. And so. Who got revenge? Well, then he got revenge. Then he, his dad died. And he went totally crazy. Uh, the woman that he married, he he started being like his dad, like exactly like his dad, like totally changed as a person, turned into his dad, and then um, started seeing this younger woman who is, was also trying to be a politician, who was also like successful. So like an opportunist kind of move. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts seeing her, and then she, he thinks that she like sets this up, but he ends up, like hitting her but it being in a public situation or something so that it's obvious he loses his job and like everything in his life is totally effed up and uh and then he goes and he kills her and then he that that story took a sudden turn and then and then oh and then he went and killed her even though she filed a restraining order and (laughs) and then he went and went to slit his wrist over his father's grave. Whoa. Over to the graveyard and and he survived and and then he went to court and now he's in prison forever. Oh, he showed them. So, yeah. the, the end part, you know, it was like it was just like a murdered story like that with powerful people. As opposed to it wasn't it's not quite like revenge. It's not, yeah. Especially the ending. You know, Right. Of him killing We've not seen the ending yet. Well, right. Um, Emily's going to slit her wrists. No, don't even say that. That freaks me out. But yeah, anyway, I I just thought it was very telling that he the first place he went to was his father's father's grave. Sure. Apparently he just turned into him. He was like, he just like morphed to Mm -hmm. he is like he took on his father's ghost or something. Yeah. Do you think the dad possessed him like could be could be that's what people now were saying this into a ghost story that's what the that's what the wife was saying his wife yeah was like he was like 
fun, you know, a different person before, and his dad died, so it was what like... Uh, never mind. I was going to ask a dumb question. What? Location where it took place, but you already answered that. Oh, in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. Which, What's... by the way, is the Hamptons of the South. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> sure, I was like, but... That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, okay, I guess that's random, but like, you know. What's the uh, what's the capital of Kentucky? What's the main city in Kentucky? Who Louisville? cares? Let's get on to news and gossip. Yeah, that's it. That's where they were. They were in the city. Louisville? Louisville, yeah. All right. Something well, to do with the Derby, you know. Louisville Derby? Well, the Kentucky Derby. Maybe we have it in our news and gossip. Perhaps. After Buzz TV News. If you will. Um, so just a couple of things. Uh, the new now Next Awards, um, which is new to me <laughs> now. Um, uh, Revenge has been nominated for the Best New Indulgence, and Emily Van Camp has been nominated for the Next Megastar. And you can go vote online, uh, newnownext.com. Um, do we know who's in, in those two respective categories? We do. Um, Revenge is up against uh, Absolutely Fabulous Revival, Pinterest.com, and Seamless.com. What? This is best new indulgence. So like it could be like it could be chocolate. <laughs> right, but it's not. But it's these things. It's these two. Well, that's, I you know what? That, that, that's that's kind of like a, a a compliment. Like you know, I could have indulged in anything. I could, it could have been chocolate frosted crickets, but I chose to indulge Ooh. in revenge. And Correct. That so was my like reward. So that's so, pretty yeah. cool that they would make you know that they made the list. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah. Emily Van Camp is up against, against Lizzie Kaplan, Josh Hutcherson, Michael B. Jordan, and Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, Josh Hutcherson. I heard an interesting interview. He's in uh, The Hunger Games. Right. Oh. So but he made. Is I, he, was, he, did, was he in anything before? He was also in The Kids Are All Right. Oh. So he may be the next hot thing. Possibility because he's in, I think he's, well, we'll it, he's see. in Hunger Games, so it's kind of. But we'll see. if you go to newnownext.com, you can vote for Emily, and she will be the next megastar. So <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Um, then uh, I guess we mentioned last week that uh, Emily and Joshua Bauman are dating in real life. Um, over Did they just announced that then, that like last week. I guess. No, it's well it's last going week. On. Last well. Well, um, the duo were spotted shopping for furniture on uh, March seventeenth, um, and then they were photographed just holding hands and being arm in arm and uh, picking up their dry cleaning. So it sounds like they're just uh, having no, well, exciting. Here's the, their life no, is but here's the thing: like it's, it's one thing to like, oh, we're gonna go out and buy a bed, versus like, oh, I need, I, I need some containers, you know? Right? Or like, I guess they were picking. Oh, them meaning up. it's it's like a big deal that they want to. No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, well, you know, we have to look at the piece of furniture that they were buying, right? Before we can assess how serious. <laughs> oh, this I is. see. Oh, I see. Well, they were picking up their dry cleaning together. That to me is a bigger deal than furniture shopping because they could be furniture shopping together and just giving opinions yeah. for each other. But yeah. you know, it sounds like they're in a routine. So yeah, that's a pretty routiney thing. Well, it's it makes it easier. Why don't we get our? It's drop a showmance. Sh- that's what we call a showmance. There you it's go. It's true. And it um, always feels like an alternate universe, and then you get out of the show and you're like, what just happened? Have not experienced that, but makes sense. Should try it. Um, and then uh, a little bit disappointing, but uh, still vital information. Um, Revenge will be turning April 18th and not the 11th, as originally promised to us. So, Do we have a reason? Uh, no. No. But, um, but that's cool. We'll be here. Well, right? we will. Yeah. But, recapping. Yeah. But that's, I don't know if that's good news. Like, it's certainly not good news to the fans, but is it good news to the show? Like, I, you know, the last time I saw this happen was, like, with my so-called life. Like, do you remember that? They would just yeah. months in between. And what, what, and what happened with that show? Um, is it still on? No. Um, but, uh. But yeah, I don't know if the network's just buying like a few episodes at a time or what's going on. But um, yeah, it's it's a long break in between episodes. That is a really long break. Yeah, and we, we talked about it. Like, first off, we as fans love the show. You know, I'm glad we're kind of doing this because, you know, we can kind of fill that void with doing the past episodes that we've missed. But next week, that's it. And, you know, we've caught up. Um, How many shows are there in total? I 
think we've we've seen sixteen or seventeen, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, we we've caught momentum. Every time we seem to catch momentum, it's like, all right, then we're jerked back. Right. And we're jerked back. Right. I know. You know. And hopefully, they spent the time changing the title sequence in which the like waves go over the revenge thing. Yeah, I love know? that. Yeah, hopefully they <laughs> change that. <laughs> all right. Uh, any Put other piece of news or gossip or we got? Uh, no, that's all. That's all that's I have for news the, and gossip. So that is your news and gossip for the week of March twenty. At this point, twenty second. I am correct about that. This point, twenty second, right. two thousand. You're right. You. <laughs> well. Uh, um, so why don't we get straight into predictions, Ronnie? There we go. And now you're after Buzz TV. You see, Ronnie from the booth is learning. He's, he's got the lights going, mm-hmm. got them flickering. I see that. Nice. Uh, I don't know if we can give predictions without giving something away. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Well, based off of today's episode, what, what did you predict the first time that you saw this? If you can remember. Oh, that one time I thought Victoria was going to Liddy's room and was going to suffocate her with a pillow. So that's not really a prediction. No, nope, but that, <laughs> I forgot about that. But in that moment, it was a prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was wrong. Yes. So that was in the moment. Though. Um. What I've always known, um, Tyler is is going to obviously play a big part. Um, Charlotte, you know, they're setting her up to to do something big. Um, let's see, what are the obviously the divorce. The divorce is obviously going to be a through line. Um, Amanda, and, uh, yeah. Amanda being back, that's just going to be huge. Oh news. yeah. Um, and then uh, also also what's tough is that we watch through iTunes, so we don't get a preview for next week. Right, you know, oh, so yeah. we could at least kind of go off of that. Um, the next, what is it? Ronnie? What's the next episode called? Do we know? We don't know. What's oh, a, oh next episode. Give me phone. one second, and I will find that for you. It's uh, yeah, we're looking. We're trying to look up episode nine. Oh, uh, uh, it's called Charade. Oh wait, no, Charade no, was, that was Charade seven. seven. We oh, already did that one. Treachery. Oh, oh. Just yeah, just keep on suspicion. Keep on, I'll get that. It's part. called suspicion. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. What can we predict? We can't predict. We uh, we can't. But, We're stumped. Um, <laughs> um, Daniel turning against Victoria and, I guess, aligning with Conrad. I mean, that certainly changes I think, things. I mean, I, we're going to predict he's going to flip-flop back and forth. I think he's like the swing. I don't, but I don't know because she... Um, he loves Emily, you know, and she really betrayed him in that sense by having her investigated. And yeah, that sucks. That's a big crazy. deal. Crazy. That is a big deal. I'd be pretty pissed about that. That's true. That's true. I guess we'll see what happens. We will. Ronnie, do you want us to keep going with predictions? <laughs> He's torturing us. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I didn't know if you were going to talk about the actors. I mean, I'm an Emily Van Camp, you know, uh, fan, you, so I didn't know if there was. What do you want to talk about? The, you, all right, you want to. You, you don't want to talk about actors. You want to talk about Emily Van Camp. So, Ronnie, this is we're going to make a new segment right <laughs> now, uh, and we're going to talk. Ronnie's going to tell us about Emily Van Camp. What do you want to talk? No, I mean that's not it. I just I thought it was interesting. You said who she was dating. She was dating one of the um, actors on the show. Um, for me, I like will follow certain shows, and I'll be like, oh, you want to date her? Ronnie's disappointed. That he's not I, dating I'm on the guy. trivia no. page of. Emily Emily Van Camp. I just I would like to know more about her because again on another ABC show. She's a ballet show, dancer. I knew that because on Brothers and Sisters she had a couple scenes when the baby died. She went on to become a ballet dancer. Was God. written in. So I know she does it. That's what I'm saying. Died. It's great. Uh, well, she had a miscarriage. This was on the oh. other show. But I'm saying I love it when you know ABC. You can tell they have stars. Like Brothers and Sisters was ending. They send her off and they went to have her launch this show. So to me, it's really incredible for her to be dominating so well. And I hear that. Revenge obviously has a huge fan base, so I think it's good. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, we're now going to talk about happy endings, um, <laughs> which is a show that Ronnie does. I mean, but it's on ABC, just like Dancing with the Stars. Boom. Yes, thank you. There um, it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, you love it. I love why it. Why do my shows always have to get ruined at the end? They're going well, and then at the end, it's just like, oh, yep, let's just, the ball went out of bounds. Well, you know what, Phil? If one of us fails, we all fail. I didn't say so, we didn't. But you know who can't fail? Let's get revenge. Maria on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, well, oh who can or can't? Can't. Cannot. Okay, good. Yeah, not. we should vote. Yeah, will, will not. Let's all vote for her and then she won't. 
Let's all vote 12 times because we can. Yeah. That's right. And I did that. Yes. And uh, if if you're on the East Coast, vote East Coast time. Because, you know, no matter what, if if you're in the wrong time zone, whatever your area code is, vote that time. Area code's time zone. Right. And there is always the power of the hashtag, the pound team enough. You got to understand the power. Team enough. Yes, the power of a hashtag is a big deal because when everyone on Twitter is talking team enough, then we go up into trending topics and it becomes a big deal. So Maria's going to win the whole thing. How about that? That's what I think. Boom. And the longer Maria stays (laughs) at ABC on Dancing with the Stars, the longer we stay in business. Yeah. And we want to be in business. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you for Revenge After Show. We love it. Goodbye. Good night. From (laughs) Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.